On this episode of BTS, Erica and I have an emotional talk about BTS's acceptance speeches on the final night of the MAMA Awards in Hong Kong. We revisit their performances and give our thoughts, and also discuss what the future might hold for BTS. Join us as we delve into the minds of the members and share some of our own struggles. Let's get it. We're back. Hi. <laughs> wow. So it feels like forever. And um, the BTS ARMY fan world has been imploding. <laughs> uh, to say the least. Yes. But we'll get to all of that. So this episode is going to cover what happened at the 2018 MAMA Awards in Hong Kong. As we told you in previous episodes, this award show had three different nights of events and BTS was front and center at two of these events. Um, Our last episode, we kind of cover that in depth when they were in Japan, but this episode is talking about them in Hong Kong. And the reason that this one is so talked about is because of a speech as they were accepting an award at the end of the show. But we're going to talk about that, get to it. But first we want to talk about their performance. Mama performances, Erica said this in our last episode, BTS Mama performances have been some of the most fun to like go back and rewatch. Um, we're new army, so we weren't around to watch those when they happened. So we have to go back and watch reruns of those. But they're always pretty epic. Lots of things happen. They're always really great stages, really good performances. And so this one was so hyped up. One, because it was the 10-year anniversary of Mama. And also, there's been a huge debate for, what, like, two months now about a a tattoo that Jimin supposedly has or doesn't have. We are able to see in certain performances, and I think in this performance, you can see it at one point, um, it looks like he has his tattoo that says the word Nevermind, which is one of the tattoos he had in their epic 2014 Mama performance where he ripped his shirt off and (laughs) went crazy. So people were thinking that it was fake and then it was going to be him like reliving this performance, which I don't know why they thought it was fake if he got it so long ago. Um, That's a whole nother discussion, but it's still there. I think it's real, by the way, uh, just my two cents. I think it's real. Um, But this performance was so hyped up because people were thinking they're going to like relive some of these old performances, do some all all this crazy stuff. They did not. The performance was obviously still great, but it was, I don't want to say it was a letdown. It just wasn't as like hype as their other performances were um, at some of their other shows and especially at the Japan show. Yeah. I think that's the thing is like, if you're comparing it to the Japan show, which you probably are because it happened the night before. I mean, it's hard. It's like, again, it's giving us like a concert. So it's like another element of what they Mm do. And there are some really awesome things that happen that we're going to like kind of talk about and, you know, squeal over. But I think if you're talking about like if I think about for 2018, which for us was kind of short because we just started liking them 
like this like only a few months ago but if you think about 2018 and their performances and like what's our favorite i think the japan show really stands out to me just for a lot of reasons like i don't know we we did a whole podcast on it so. <laughs> exactly i was about to say um go listen to episode 13 and you will know why <laughs> but that's so sad to say because like we want to focus on this because it still was really good so let's get down to like what was happening the first part of this performance kind of is like a little bit of a recreation of the video of airplane part two the japanese version you know of the video and um we see tay like walking into like the doors that are kind of like the video doors but obviously it takes a left turn and it's a little bit different so we get some solo Wait, hang on. I want to um, comment on Tay's outfit before we move on oh, to okay, that. Yeah. He's wearing a cape. And I never knew that I needed to see Tay in a cape. That's something that they're, it's not only their performances, but it's their outfit choices or their costume choices that make their performances as well. If they were wearing anything other than what they were wearing, it would have given off a totally different vibe. But Tay with his red hair and he has glasses on, and not sunglasses, regular glasses. And he's wearing this cape and he just looks, there's some parts like he looks angelic. I actually, on our Instagram, I posted, it's uh, Tuesday when we're recording this. So it's Tay Tay Tuesday. And there's a um, a fan site picture and there's some like glowing light around him. And he looks like, and he has his cape on and he actually looks like an angel. And I posted that on our Instagram um, if you want to check that out. But I I said, move over, Jimin, or make room, Jimin. Uh, there's another angel because Tay looks like an angel. So that's all I wanted to say about that. So we can continue. <laughs> also know that, like, he's only on the screen for, like, two seconds <laughs> when he walks through those <laughs> doors. But for Molly, it's enough to see the back of his head and, then, like, the side profile. So it goes into Jimin. And Jimin is wearing his, like, I feel like all the outfits in this one are kind of like a little, like, Liberace, Beethoven very much like that era of like classical composers and like billowing <laughs> blouses. Well, that's true, but it's also very um why can't I think of the word? Like flamenco dancing. Yes, like flamenco dancers and stuff like that. Um Tay and they actually like have roses, have like a rose and stuff. So yeah, very like Argentinian Kind of like ballroom dancing type. Dancing with the stars. Yes, dancing with the stars <laughs> outfits. <laughs> Jimin is on a table, kind of like J-Hope is in the video and his scene when he's on like the bar dancing. So Jimin is on top of a table and he's in his all white outfit and he is getting his life on this table, moving the way that we all know he knows how to move, just smooth mm-hmm. with like staccato. But my favorite part is when he... I don't even know how to describe this, but he jumps through a hoop of people. <laughs> like, how do you say this? A hoop of arms? Okay, so I guess we do have to go back a little bit farther. <laughs> um, so in the red carpet at the Mama Awards at both the Japan and the Hong Kong, I'm not sure if I mentioned this in the Japan, there were actually little teaser videos for everyone who was performing uh, during the red carpet. They had a little teaser video. And there was a guy actually who spoke in English who would say these little like things about what was coming and all this stuff in the performances. So they said during the the thing that, you know, BTS's big stage is coming and there's more people than ever in it. And which we always talk about how many people that they have on stage with them and they come out of nowhere. 
these guys were actually like set on the stage before so we could see them and we knew that they were there um but yeah jim and like so there's two guys and they like hold their arms like in a circle like they're making like would be a basketball hoop for in america um so just like making their arm circles um but they like put them together so it's big enough for a person to jump through and jim and literally like skyrockets off this table and jumps through these guys arms and lands gracefully on the ground <laughs> yeah i was like they always teeter on the edge of danger to me mm-hmm. i'm like if this doesn't go right he can be like clotheslined to the <laughs> neck and like this whole performance is ruined but of course they execute everything with like perfection so we go into the next part of the performance um but like a little dance music and break in the background and this is probably one of my all-time favorite parts of this performance so in the last episode we spoke about 15 to 20 minutes about jungkook and him doing the splits how it was a surprise how he was flexibility with grace well little did i know that coming up the next day we would get j-hope and sugar of all people to dance (laughs) together in this like mirrored dancing like ensemble flamenco style doing all this stuff sugar's keeping up with j-hope and then they go into a split now i will have to say sugar split does that look like jungkook's jungkook's <laughs> is full flexibility flat on the ground sugar is a grandpa sugar split but it was still shocking it was probably the most shocking thing i that's something i never would have guessed would be that Suga would be the one doing that. But leading up to the splits, he was keeping up with J-Hope. J-Hope, J-Hope the best dancer. Yes, like they in- had all this like fancy footwork going and he was keeping up with him until they did the splits. Yeah, and, and, then- then, <laughs> and then they did the splits. But he did it and it still looked really cool. And um, I you was know, so shocked. I was like, I know. I'm like, that's Suga. And that's J-Hope. They're both doing that. And they're doing this fancy footwork. And Suga's keeping up until, again, the splits. But even that was like, Suga's down on the ground. (laughs) But you know what's funny? We did talk about in our last episode, we were going over, like, the flexibility of each member and talking about how Suga is the least flexible. And then he literally comes out the next performance and does the splits. (laughs) He's like, oh, Jungkook could do the splits? Let me show you. Let me do a Suga split for you, you know? So it's not quite all the way down. It's a little bit of a grandpa split, but it's still split. And I'm still so proud of him. And I was just shocked. I I was shocked. And even my boyfriend was like, whoa, Suga's doing a split? (laughs) So. You know what's funny? We talk about each performance that they do. We're like, if th- this is the most memeable or gifable performance, even though we said before this wasn't the most like in your face, oh my gosh, like jaw dropping performance, there were still tons of like gifable moments in this. And there's a there's some more coming up. My favorite coming up here in a minute. But this was definitely one of them. I have a handful of well, more than that. I have quite a few <laughs> gifts of that moment of the um sugar doing the splits already so and and he's so cute when he comes out of it i know oh yes that's my favorite part of that too is when he comes out of it because like he doesn't get down all the way right mm-hmm. he's like a little bit like eh, 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 like so it, kind of, it looks t- like he's kind of struggling to get back up a little bit <laughs> well it's like the tin man in wizard of oz like you uh-huh. got a little oil in those joints right but <laughs> so he's like creak 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 you know but <laughs> but then he comes back up and he's just like standing there like cool like yeah 
I just did that. I'm like, sugar, you did. Because we never expected that out of our little grandpa. I so know. So it's cute. so cute. But then Tay, we see Tay in his cape and <laughs> Molly is living for Zorro. Oh Zorro. my gosh, yes. <laughs> I don't know why, because we didn't mention that all their outfits are white. I don't think we mentioned that before. They're all white. So Tay's red hair stands out against his white cape that he has on. And it has like a, a high neck. He like a vampire. Of a vampire or like <laughs> Draco Malfoy. <laughs> <laughs> Giving me that Hogwarts real. Yes. And he, so he has his little dance break. And he's got the rose, as I was saying before. And then it goes to our sweet, sweet Jin. So Tay like throws his rose and the camera pans over to Jin. And Jin just basically... <laughs> walks he just walks and I love him because he can do so much more and I feel like I don't know if it's if he doesn't have any confidence or if we've also talked about this at length is he works really really hard to learn these dances and he puts in a lot of hours they've had to learn a lot of choreography so maybe it's just too much for him to learn he didn't have enough time maybe to learn like extensive choreography because they have to learn all this other choreography for um, all these other dances that they're doing. So, yeah, I mean, I'm guessing that's what it is. Like, okay, yeah. so I watched like a lot of like shows about making the band or whatever. Uh-huh. And like these girl groups and guy groups who like get mm-hmm. into the recording booth. And then there's a lot of like cattiness of them fighting because it's like we went into the booth and I wasn't able to like get my like song. So then they just gave my part to like someone else who can like hit mm-hmm. it like right then. And that's right. making me think of that of like okay we don't really have time because we're just so busy so when we have a lot of time like yeah he can get it with everyone else but like because this is just a one this is a one-time performance we already have a lot of different choreography in this performance already do we really need him to be trying to do a bunch right. of stuff like okay so here's a scarf walk <laughs> wipe, three and steps. wipe her sheets with it <laughs> <laughs> so that's Jin's part we loved uh, we love Jin and so then it goes into this shot of RM, which is not the most flattering. Like, I feel like all of their outfits are great. And then you get it's, to RM. Yes. <laughs> which is funny because we were talking before the podcast about how great RM looked. Give it, like, when he was up on stage during the speeches. But this, it's it's the pants. It's how his yeah. pants were tailored. Which is funny because the little scene on him is two guys measuring him like they're tailors. Yeah, I'd be like, get a refund. Like, yeah. This is not. Because <laughs> even Jen's pants are way more tailored and RMs are kind of saggy. And they're, <laughs> when he turns around, like they look okay for, they look good from the front. Um, yeah. And he doesn't have his jacket, his like suit jacket on. So it's just like these kind of saggy, baggy pants. And maybe it's different because we've been so used to their tight black leather pants that they've been wearing so much lately. But, and then he has these like baggy pants on. And that's all you see. Like you see, yeah. like that's the shot that starts. The shot. Like, maybe if they didn't start like that, then you'd be like, whatever, I don't care. But like they turn, like it's almost like they're zooming in on his purposefully. Yeah. So I'm just like, uh, this is not a look that we need to go back to. <laughs> but he um, goes towards this, like, there's this red curtain in the middle of the stage, and they all, like, sit down, and you're like, something's building up, and you're like, we haven't seen Jungkook yet, and so as I'm watching this, I'm like, Molly is about <laughs> to have her life, because I just know there has to, there's a curtain, and they're all sitting waiting for Jungkook, and I'm like, oh, gosh, what is about to happen? Molly's going to die. Well, 
Yes. Um, I was really confused about it because during the little spoiler video, they played Euphoria. And so I'm like, okay, there's no Jungkook, but this is definitely Airplane Part 2. There's no way, like, how how is he going to go into, like, a solo right now? So I'm thinking he's going to do a solo. And I'm watching all these guys dance. I'm like, oh, where's his dance break? And then it doesn't come. I'm like, wait, where is he? There's three chairs on each side of this little, like, walkway-looking thing. And they are in front of the curtain. And they all go and sit down very gracefully and artfully. And they cross their legs and they all turn towards this curtain. And that's when the curtain parts and down the longest runway of life is a single spotlight. And Jungkook in all white walking ever so slowly, ever so smoothly before the music kicks in. He's just like so cool. He's just, you know, popping his little collar. And then he does this like flamenco salsa sort of stroll of coolness, moving his hips. I don't even know if Molly can describe this because I was like certain. I'm like, well, Molly is dead. (laughs) I'm sorry. Yes, I was about to say, I'm sorry. I'm dead over here on the floor, so I cannot comment on this. Um, I'm actually watching it right now as (laughs) as we're talking about this. If I have a lot of gifts of the the sugar J-Ho moment, you don't even want to know how many gifts I have of this moment. Um, From every single angle, every filter possible. And and so I, I decided he looks like two totally different people when he's coconut head and when his forehead shows. So for those of you who don't know um, what coconut head is, that's what people like to call him when he has his little bowl cut and his hair covers his forehead and his, his hair is like so straight. Most of the time it looks really round and looks like he has a coconut sitting on top of his head. But then when he shows his forehead and again, why are foreheads a thing now? What did, what did BTS do to me? So he's got his hair kind of slicked back and he looks very, he looks very Latin to me in this part. It's, it's the outfit and the hair. It's kind of slicked back a little bit and he's got white shoes on. And then he does these little Latin moves and, and it was like the longest runway ever, but I just, I couldn't take my eyes off him. Like I saw these people on the sides. What would I have done if I was one of those people like standing on the side and he's just walking well, right in front of me? Nothing, because he would have been passed out on the ground. <laughs> so that answers that. Um, so no wonder they were silent. Um, like, they were they're... all passed out on the floor. Yes. Oh, something else I wanted to say is like, we've never really seen them like that solo before. Yep. Like as he was walking down, I, you know, I was holding my breath and it was like this like, I don't want to say nerve wracking. That's not the right word, but I was really like nervous because like he was holding everyone's attention for so long and by himself. And I was just like, this doesn't really happen with BTS. Like, yeah, we see moments of like a little bit here and there, like they do something, but nothing like this single spotlight, just him. And that runway was long. Like you could launch a plane off of that runway. Mm -hmm. I was just like so nervous, but I was like, look at little Jungkook. I was like, look at you go with your little hip. He always has, like, especially for this song, um, I noticed this in the video, too. Like, he has this, like, sort of rhythm and swag that just, like, is so good. So, like, he can just, like, clap, but he puts, like, so much into (laughs) it, you know? (laughs) I don't remember if we discussed the clap 
that much on the podcast when we talked about the airplane part two music video. I know we discussed it um, <laughs> privately together, but how BTS can just clap and it looks good. We're not sure how everything they do looks good, but even clapping. Um, but he does, you're right. And that's what one of the things that drew me to him when Erica first introduced me to them was his stage presence. He and V both just turn it on when they get on stage. There is, I think it was a meme or I don't know, something on Twitter. And it's, uh, I see why most of them have to have stage names because they turn into completely different people on stage. And that's 100% true now that I've started watching V Lives and Banks and Bombs and seeing what their actual personalities are off stage. They just completely do a 360 degree change when they get on stage and are these completely different people. And Jungkook is just, he's mesmerizing to watch. Like Jimin, when he dances, is very fluid and he's hes also mesmerizing in a totally different way. And Jungkook is just, I mean, for me, it's its probably different than for some people of, of what those qualities are when he dances or when he's on stage. But he just like, he, he does hold your attention and he keeps your attention. Even though that runway was super long, I never wanted to look away from it. <laughs> So the song, and we're going to just kind of really cover like our highlights because we really want to get into the meat of this podcast, but they kind of go into their normal choreography for um, Airplane Part 2. So if you've seen that before, it's kind of similar to everything else that they've done for the most part, Um, but they're in all white. I mean, it looks great. It looks good. And so after Airplane Part 2, it goes into like one of their... Wait, what does it go into? It goes into one of the videos, right? Like one of their yeah. yep. um, video things that I always talk about as being weird, whatever. <laughs> and, you know, kind of sets the scene. This one was like more in English. So like that was easy or to understand, obviously, since I don't speak Korean. <laughs> and it was just like saying, listen to yourself. And it's the same sort of vibe that we were getting for from their past few performances about like, oh, show me love or like, I'll show you the map of the soul. I'll show you this. So it's like just a continuation of some of the themes that we've seen before, before it launches into the next part is when, yeah, this is when the people that are always hiding come out. <laughs> and like that runway is full of people like marching and like it like lights up and they're like, huh, huh, huh. and they're all in black. All in black, which it seems to be their favorite. <laughs> um, and they also are coming down the stands, too, of the yeah. people in the audience. So it's not just like that. I would, even them, I would freak out over. <laughs> I'd be, like, trying to touch them. I'd be like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh, they've, they've been near BTS before. Yeah, this counts. This counts. I'd be like, send a note. <laughs> Here, here's a put note. A, put a note in his pocket. <laughs> here's a note for them. They'd be like, yeah, sure. Okay, throw this away. Uh, security. Uh, but anyway, they dance and they are super in sync. <laughs> um, they're super in sync with their dancing for a while. And it's just really cool. And like the lights are working with them. And it's just like so artistic. And they get into this one line and then they open up and it all leads to rm standing there and now he's not in his little dumpy man pants <laughs> <laughs> this time he's in a much cooler outfit standing there and like this is more of rm like he's in like a longer like sort of roby coat i guess I him is- in long coats or robes is is a whole thing for him like yeah at um which awards show was it was at the mgas where uh one of the uh, awards um 
they won, uh, I think it was right after a performance, and he had on this, like, almost, like, Matrix-style looking coat Yeah, that's thing. a good look for him. Oh, that was such a good look for him. And ever since then, I'm like, he, he in long coats, I think it, it's because he's so tall and he can, you know, he can pull that off, uh, the really long, flowy coats. Yeah, no, those look really good on him. So, and I think that's a favorite look of his. So, mm-hmm. he, he knows, he's like, don't, if you're going to put me in these pants, then I'm going <laughs> to wear this for the next one. So, thank goodness, right? So, after, okay, at this point in the performance, when I was watching it for the first time, I was like, what are they going to do next? I was, like, trying to think, like, what songs are they going to sing? I know it's not going to be fake love, and I know it's not, you know what I mean? Like, because right. they just did that. So, what's going to be next? Because, you know, if you watch any other performances recently, they've been doing, like, pretty much, like, fake love and idol have been they're like kind of performances that they've been doing. So I'm like, what are they going to do? Well, we get surprised with, how do you say the song? <laughs> so this was actually, yeah, this was actually an album. It's the O exclamation point, are you late comma to question mark. And this one has. Oh, okay. Yeah. No on it. We uh we on coffee cipher. This is where cipher one comes. Um, Attack on Bankton. Second, this is album. second album. Yeah, that's their second album. Um, so RM actually is on the stage by himself, and he does a remix to this song. And I don't speak Korean, so I don't know um <laughs> exactly what he's saying. I don't know if he rewrote some of the lyrics to one of the songs because I know all the songs on that album and didn't sound anything like any of the songs on the album um so i think maybe it was um oh i'm thinking maybe it was parts from cypher one uh maybe his rap part from cypher one yeah that would make sense yeah so um he does his whole thing and does what he does best stand up there and just spit fire and then (laughs) (laughs) and then our big group of people are kind of uh he's on this platform and they're around kind of in front of it and all of a sudden he's still like he's singing he's rapping and then the guys start coming up one by one on these other little raised platforms and they're kind of coming up behind all the guys on the stage and they're also wearing these but they're wearing like full robes yeah like back to like if you've heard us talk about any of the other performances like the monk outfits Mm -hmm. these are kind of like the same ones from like and sorry if that's offensive. I just, that's what the outfits look like. Like these robes. Same as like the other performances. Do they have hoods on them? I can't really tell. They they might have hoods, but they're not wearing them. Right. Hoods. They don't pull the hoods up. So I don't know if they have the hoods up or on. But then they go into this like rap fake love, basically. Yeah. They don't ever sing any of the the lyrics to fake love other than the words fake love. I'm so sick of this fake love, fake love. And it was fun. Yeah, the the crowd um got into the chant with it, too. This was actually a really cool part. <laughs> the very first one this happens to is Suga. So they, you know, they're saying, like, the fake love. And when they say fake love, they the guys kind of emulate being shot. And mm-hmm. they fall backwards. And obviously, there's someone there to catch them. <laughs> but Suga was the first one. And I thought he actually slipped off <laughs> his platform <laughs> and fell backwards because it, it like it happened so fast. And I'm like, wait, what was that? And then it like the camera pans to the next person and then they did their little thing. And I'm like, OK, that was on purpose. But for a split second, like I thought that 
he had fallen off of his platform. <laughs> like, sugar, you were having such a great night. So they chance along and then they get shot by the fake love beats. <laughs> I don't know. It was really cool. Like, and again, it just brings the themes of like all the other performances that they've been having recently. So then after this part. So then everything goes black. Oh, again. yeah. There's a screen. They're, they're in front of a screen. And all it says in really big letters is we are idle. And then this like cool, colorful, stained glass. Um, Mount, mountain thing. <laughs> thing comes out and they're all like standing on it. Um, it's actually pretty pretty cool it's really colorful which idol everything in idol is really colorful but these are different it's like pinks and blues um Mm -hmm. actually it looks like a a lion or like it looks that's what i thought yeah like it's weird like if you're looking at it like really close it doesn't look like anything it looks like just like oh like a mosaic lion i think but yeah i got that too from far i'm like oh but you can kind of lose it depending on like what the angle is right um, but yeah, they're like on it, like a photo shoot, you know, coming out. And then like the fireball of energy he is, J-Hope just like pops out of the thing, you know, in his little shiny suit. I liked that suit on him too. Yeah, that's so J-Hope. Oh I my know. gosh. And oh, Jungkook is rocking the, he looks like he's in the Victoria's Secret runway show. <laughs> yes. His hair, like he has like that Beyonce hair breathing, <laughs> you know, and he's just walking with that like. That walk that, you know, is that like celebrity walk as like, I'm mm-hmm. doing stuff. I'm singing. I'm so cool. But not like I'm so cool. I think it, but no one else does. It's just like he is, you know. And he's got his and like his tie. It looks like he has a tie on, but it's like a loose tie. And his, oh, his shirt's unbuttoned a little bit. And the last episode, which I'm referencing like a billion <laughs> times, but I, talk- <laughs> I know I talked about how the standouts for that show were like what who, who did it? I can't even remember what I said I can't J-Hope remember and, J-Hope and V yeah J-Hope and V but this time it was definitely and I like without it shit this time is definitely Jungkook and RM a little bit of sugar too like yeah definitely shifted over in this performance and Jungkook which is really great because I was like Jungkook seems to be hiding and honestly mm-hmm. when Molly and I first started binging <laughs> BTS like when we were first introducing her to it I really didn't even notice Jungkook at first at first then as we started watching more live performances and stuff I started to be like wait a minute he just would catch the camera and his eye and everything mm-hmm. and he'd really stand out so I think he's like really good at like oh if I'm not like the shining star then I'll just like be a part of the group and like do what I need to do but then when it's his time to like really be in the spotlight he really He's like a little glimmering diamond mm-hmm. in the in the light, you know, just sparkling everywhere. He looks really good. And also, there's something else I want to say that's not really relevant to anything. But one thing that I like that V does, and I don't know if you've noticed this, but I just, like, love it anytime he performs. He gets, like, really intense when he performs, right? When You can tell when he's yes. really into it. And then he, like, does this, like, little headbutt thing. Yep. Have you noticed that? And then, yes. like, his, his hair just, like, Flops. you know. Yeah. And I just love that. He does it in the dope video as well. Yes. Like one of my favorite parts of the dope video. And every time I'm like, you know, dancing to it or like, you know, sitting down, I like put my head forward, but at the wrong spot. <laughs> and then my boyfriend would be like, what are you doing? And I'd be like, never mind. <laughs> but but he does that a lot in this. I'm like, I feel like he does the headbutt move whenever he's like super like into something. 
He does. It's funny that you said that because um, there were a lot of gifts, as I said, from from this performance, mainly of Jungkook and Suga. But there was one of V in Idol, and he's he's doing that, and he does. He gets really, really intense sometimes in some performances, and he just goes crazy. And he definitely did an idol. Um, and I have a I have a really good gif of it of him doing that. But yeah, I've I've definitely noticed that he does that. Yeah, I love their outfits. Okay, sorry, J Hopes I love, but I feel like he's like he can sell you like a car. Right. He can do something. It's like, oh, it's Uncle J Hope like in his outfit. Like it just so him. And then V's hair is back to being super red. Mm-hmm. I like Suga's jacket in this performance. Yeah, I like it too. Like, I, I just love all of their outfits for this performance. Jungkook's probably wins for me because I have to tell you, I am a sucker for like a loose tie <laughs> and a white shirt and like, you know, like just that classic look. But I do like how all their personalities are in all of their outfits. I just I just love it. So um, I, I just want to comment real quick. Uh, these last two episodes, you've been very, very uh, keen on Jungkook. So um. Uh... You just need to stay in your lane and uh, love on sugar a little bit more. Just saying. <laughs> I'm just trying to diversify. I'm I'm saying things about RM. I'm saying things about V. Like I want people out there, all of you listening out there, to know that I like love them all, and I think they all bring um, assets to the table <laughs> that are you know amazing. And it's not just about sugar, who is just like a little skinny leg guy, which I love, but he's you know he doesn't have the same legs as a couple of people we've mentioned. What can I say? <laughs> it's undeniable about Jungkook. And I even said I this the weekend we were binging. I was like, wait a minute. Those looks he's given to the camera. Like, he knows how to have a sparkle in his eye. He he does it. I think he does that better than anyone else in the group in terms of, like, just piercing through the camera lens. V, v is a close second to the, to him on that. They all have their uh, merits. But I can't. it's undeniable. If you're going to have him walk down this Victoria's Secret catwalk... I can't not say anything. So this performance goes pretty much for the most part. There are some differences, which we'll talk about. But for the most part, how a lot of the idol choreography and performances go. But, of course, they even the sneaky guys in black change their outfits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're all wearing, like, suits. And they all, all 3,000 of them are on stage dancing to the idol choreography hitting it hard so that's great but the difference in this performance is like they have when you think the song is over they're like surprise it's not over so it goes into this kind of like sort of dance break and i i was thinking it was like a chant break like i think i feel like they wanted them to like have the crowd shout like oh oh ooh, oh you know like right sing along but i feel like the crowd was just like <laughs> well what was cool how they did that is when they do the normal ending to idol when they they do the spin and then they sit down so everyone does the spin and they start like going towards the ground like they're gonna sit down and then they come right back up and then keep going and the song keeps going it was really cool because i thought it was over too it was exciting yeah and then they just they kept going and going and and then like the reason i think the chants were supposed to be the crowd because i feel like they all like go off into their own like corners of the stage uh-huh. and yep. like not pointing the audience but you know singing to the audience and clapping right. and sugar's like really intense about it he's like come on come on yeah he's like <laughs> <laughs> i'm watching that right now yeah he's like he's let's go 
He's like, let's go. go. Come on. And it's like, I feel like they're not giving him a satisfying response. And then also, oh yeah, I forgot about this part. And Jibin's like free dancing. Like he's losing his mind. (laughs) You can tell they were like, okay, you guys just like go out there. Do whatever you want. Feel the music. (laughs) And Jibin was feeling the music. (laughs) He was. He was getting after it. He was like doing like thriller. Like. (laughs) thriller zombie like throw tossing his head back dirty dancing shaking it out and you're like okay this is a little too raw and a little too unchoreographed but i loved it and then of course you know they come back to their formation to dance again but yeah like jimin and sugar definitely stood out in that moment because jimin was just like all over the place with his body (laughs) (laughs) a lot of them do the same thing like i didn't really see what j-hope was doing but like V was doing his thing that he always does whenever he gets intense, which is just like, I wish, I wish I could just like show you, <laughs> but I know, right? um, he just like, you know, sings the words extra emphatically and moves his arms. And then like, I'm not describing this very well. Everybody else did like typically what they do, but Suga was really into like trying to get the crowd to sing along. Jin was actually doing a little bit in the background, but you don't notice him because Jimin is wild. He is a, wild dancing animal (laughs) it was pretty chaotic actually (laughs) but in a good way but kind of (laughs) chaotic but i also love those moments when they're just like free i do too when they're just like able just to like have that time to just and if you watch any of their like love yourself tour like the fan cams when they would go into that fan stage that was more extended, you'd kind of see more of that. So they were a lot looser with their choreography when they were in that stage and when they were on that stage. And then they would kind of like just play around a lot. And I love seeing them like that too. Like I love the tight moves. I love them staying in sync, but I also like them just like letting loose a little bit. So, so then they really actually end the song. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, then they finally end the song it was a great performance overall and it was different having RM actually have a solo in the middle and they they mixed it up a little bit. They still ended with Idol, but they started with Airplane Part 2 and did a little different take on it and then had a little different middle part. It wasn't what people were expecting and the Japan performance was just so overwhelming and so cool. You know, it's it's a great performance and I will definitely watch it multiple times. Yeah, it has memorable parts and like right. But I feel like the parts are maybe greater than the whole, whereas, like, it's the opposite with the Japan performance. Like, the whole is Mm -hmm. just, like, again, this epicness of, like, the height of their artistry. And it's really hard because this is a continuation. Like, they couldn't do, you know what I mean? Like, that that performance also is kind of with this. And, you know, I was thinking of something. I'm actually going to come back to something you said when we were watching like mama, mama performances (laughs) before we really were a part of this fandom for real, for real. I didn't know what mama was. Honestly, I was like, what sort of concert is this? This must be footage from like their tours and like, Oh my gosh, I can't wait to see a concert because like it didn't compute to me that it was just like an award show. Right. Okay. I'm like, what sort of concerts are they doing in Hong Kong? I'm like, these, <laughs> these concerts these are, are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and now I, I, now I see it through different eyes, obviously, but like, I did not understand, but I was like, I got to get myself to Hong Kong to watch this concert. <laughs> so it's so hard because you're comparing it 
to itself almost and right. to like the night before but honestly independently it was a great very satisfying fun performance we had some standout moments obviously from jungkook from suga and also from rm and it's really great to see different guys getting the spotlight from performance to performance and i and i think that's somewhat intentional in the way that they plan it so i just love that all these guys get to share the stage and the spotlight as we were saying this award show was very much and this performance was very much overshadowed by what happened later which we are going to talk about right about now yeah so they won uh four awards at this show as well so i believe they won four at each show if i'm correct uh for a 19 yeah so they would have won 12 awards at mama this year so they won uh for best music video they also won best asian style they won best asian style at mama last year as well but then they also won two more day sings they won artist of the year and album of the year again so something we didn't really talk about and any of the other uh, performances that we've reviewed were their actual speeches. They've all been really touching and really nice. And I think we might have touched on it at, at maybe the MGAs or the A, um, <laughs> whatever the letters are, the AMA, <laughs> the, the uh, XYZs, QPWs. That they thanked ARMY a lot. Like every single time they got up to, to do their speech, they would thank ARMY. And I, I really think that's kind of all we mentioned. These speeches, um, these hit home for a lot of people and uh, were a little more touching. Um, um, for, I, before, go I, ahead. before you go into it, sorry to interrupt, but I just want to say, like, after hearing how emotional and how deep their speeches were for this award show versus some of the other award shows that we've been watching, I think that the mamas are, and also the epicness of their performances, I think the mamas are like that award show for them. Right. In this community, in the Asian, I was going to say Asian American, okay, Asian, actual Asia, Asia, Asian community, like these are the pinnacle, right? And we're outsiders coming into it, so we're not really aware of what this award is, but I'm guessing like, this could be their equivalent of the Grammys. You know, this could be like the end all be all. This is the award show that carries the weight. That's at least what it seemed like to me with like the emotion that they displayed with how much deeper their speeches were. So right. it's also the last award show of the season, too. So there's no more awards to be handed out. Um, and I think it kind of goes in order a little bit like you were saying like we the mgas were new this year this was the the first year for that um the aaas have been around they're a thing uh, we know melon is a is a big deal too but they weren't as emotional or even like remotely close um at the melon awards i'm sure they're really proud to win at all of the other shows but this is kind of like the Oscars. So yeah, I, I totally agree with you on that. I think it's kind of the big the big show for them. And it's the last one of the season, as I said. So there's no more awards to give out. And this is kind of, this is it. And it's and, like reflecting on the year. Right. I mean, it's something that I think, I can't speak for other cultures, but I know in America, this is the time of year that you start to think about like, what have I accomplished? And really we when it gets to January, it's like, okay, what do I want for this year? How did I think about last year? What do I want for this year? So that's probably also contributing to like their emotions. Right. For the Asian style 
award. I didn't really get much of the translations for that. They were obviously very thankful for that. And that's kind of a, a little more fun award. And for for the music video award, uh, V did speak a little bit. He thanked the people who made their video for them and um, said, you know, thank you so much for for watching this. Um, and I think it's cute. Every time they always say, like, we'll, we'll come out with better music. We'll come out with this. We'll make better music for you. And at the end, he said, we'll come out with a better music video for you guys next time. Thank you. I noticed a lot of the artists do that, actually. They'll say, we'll make better music for you. But it, it, it was just really cute. But then uh, Jin gets up there, our sweet, funny Jin. He thinks Big Hit, and then he thinks um, Bang PD. And he says, thank you, Bang PD, for breathing life into the story. And then he says, yo, Hitman Bang, I love you. I can just imagine this man sitting there watching their speeches and then hear that from Jin with like probably millions maybe of people watching or going to see this eventually. And he's just probably like, Oh my gosh, what is this guy doing? (laughs) Why is he saying this? But that's, that's totally Jin. So then comes the emotion. RM speaks and every time he speaks, whether it's in Korean or English, he's so poetic. And I really, RM, if you ever listen to this, I would like you to write a book of poetry because I think you are an amazing writer and it would be probably one of the best books I've ever read. (laughs) He just has a way with words. Of course, he thinks ARMY right off the bat as always he acknowledges a lot of the other artists and i i feel like sometimes at award shows you can get caught up in in the moment and not realize the people you're up against are not only your friends they're your peers and they make you better at what you do as well rm goes into a little different take on thinking uh bang pd hitman bang is what they call him he actually goes into detail. We we've known this, but he says this like on live TV. And this like this really touched me. He says, When we had nothing as trainees, you took us in that state, you gave us studios, practice rooms, accommodation, full support. You believed in our potential. And when we were nothing much to look at, you said to me from before your debut, I at the very least already thought you were day saying artists and sometime in the future you'll be able to be the best group. I believe in you. And they've won like seven day sayings this year. And he believed in them. He saw their potential. RM goes on to say that he must have had a really hard time because people were saying and warning him, you're ending your career. You you left this big company to start this, you know, with these guys that you're taking a chance on and you're, you're going to end your career. But he took a chance on them. And RM goes to say, we love you. We respect you we don't think about that. We don't think about the people behind the scenes and how this man took seven guys from nothing and look at where they are today. To actually go on that point, I was talking to Molly about a video I came across on YouTube the just last night. And it was um, all of BTS's tweets before they debuted And it was really, like, kind of emotional in a different way. And, like, they're just, like, they're humble now, right? We know that. But, like, 
just like the way that they said things like they didn't know where this road was going to lead or where it was going to take them. They're like, oh, we just had practice today or, oh, we went grocery shopping or, hey, I'm sugar. Like I (laughs) sugar actually was like on there a lot. (laughs) And they were like, oh, you know, I'm going to stay up all night until we get 600 followers. And then like two days later. So it took longer than we thought to get 600 followers. And keep in mind, they have about like 18 or 19 million followers on Twitter now. And this was five years ago, which really wasn't that long ago. Mm-hmm. And just to see the dates and like how they don't know what's in store for them. And if you listen to songs like Dope or anything from like that era, there's a lot in that time about like them working hard. And mm-hmm. while their friends are going out and having fun and having lives, they're working so hard for their dream. They just keep going no matter what and you know everything that we see that they make look effortless takes so much time energy effort people work and whatever and there's a lot of sacrifices that have to be made to get there so it's just really cool to see them acknowledging this and to acknowledge like there is a person that who's been behind all of this um who really believed in them and helped give them the means and you know, the ability to have a platform to do this and to set them up for success. And it's going to be really interesting with this next group coming out to see just how much he has a shaping hand with everything Mm -hmm. with when this group comes out, like if their choreography and their music and everything is just as tight and together, it really starts to become like, wow, so much of this is, you know, hitman bang. Yeah, and, and we know that they obviously have the talent, but he saw the potential in each one of them. And as we've said before, if any of any one of them was a different person, they wouldn't be the same as they are as a group. So he saw these individual people, their talent, and said, these guys are going to be a hit together. Not as individual people, but as a group. It really does make me actually excited and interested to see this new group but we will talk about that (laughs) at some other time um but it's interesting that you said um you know about all the behind the scenes stuff too because uh jungkook comes and he speaks as well for album of the year and the very first thing he says is he asks how the performance was he asks if it was good if if we thought the performance was good and And also like isn't it funny because it feels like i think he's genuinely asking that but it feels like pan pandering because it's like of course we loved it of course you guys are killing it of course everything is just amazing but like they're so humble they're like did you like our performance right duh we liked your performance yeah Yeah. like was it good are you sure it was good (laughs) like yes (laughs) yes and then he says you know this was something we worked hard in preparing simply thinking of our army that's what they do is everything that they do they're thinking they're not thinking of themselves They're not thinking of winning these awards. They're thinking of us and putting on good performances for us and working hard behind the scenes and putting in the, as Erica likes to say, the blood, sweat and tear to make these performances (laughs) great. And these are just what, you know, this isn't a big long tour they're going on. This is just one performance for an award show, but because of what the internet is these days and like, these are going to live on forever. They're going to be out there for people to see and to watch and to consume. And we've talked about this in depth before, 
one of these performances might be the first thing someone sees and that draws them to BTS. And I think that's kind of in the back of their minds too. And so they want every performance that they do to be perfect. Jungkook says, um, you know, we've received this album award and we just wanted to be an artist that you can take pride in. He, They want us to be proud of them. So that's another reason they work so hard. He says, I want to say to all of you that you can hold that sort of belief in your heart. In the future, as we keep releasing albums, we want to be your solace and strength and us, our eternal number one in our hearts is all of you. All they ever think about is us. <laughs> That's what they do this for. And this is why what's coming up is even more heartbreaking because... Well, okay. So, sorry to interrupt. No, go, I was go. thinking about this concept, and this might sound a little woo-woo, and it's like, oh, she's from California. Of course she would say this. But I was thinking about this. Maybe out there you guys believe or don't believe in the concept of soulmates, right? I kind of do, but I don't think of it as just like, oh, you have one soulmate that's your lover or something. I feel like soulmates are every every person that's like in our lives, like in a significant way, right? Mm -hmm. So like our mother can be our soulmate to teach us how to live and grow in this world, right? And our child could be a soulmate in a sense, like we help them navigate the world and take care of them, right? Our, you know, boyfriend or girlfriend can be a soulmate that is a companion that travels through life. And same with our friendships. And I feel like some people come in for a season, some people are there for the entirety of your life. But I feel like all these relationships are very significant. It was hitting me the other day when I was thinking about BTS, and it was probably after hearing the speech that we're about to talk about. I started thinking, like, you know, I feel like it. No, this is going to sound crazy, but let me finish it. (laughs) I feel like they're my soulmates, but I feel like they're my soulmates, like, in a different way. Like, the way that they feel about us and they talk about us, but also the way that we army, like, participate with them, like, we... I feel like we're all picked to be a part of this journey for them and like they contribute to us and we give back to them just like this energy. And there are some people who are not into BTS, right? There are some people who are haters, but um, also some people who just aren't in there. And I'm like, oh, maybe they just weren't meant to walk this journey. Mm-hmm. But then I think about Molly and myself and I think about how connected we are to them and how we're just like, Whenever I watch them on TV, whenever they talk, whenever they dance, whenever I see their personalities, I'm like, I feel like they're meant to be in my life. And like, I care so much about them as people. And like, I also feel like their personalities just like are like very suited to mine, even though this is like a mass communication thing. Like there's it's like a one way sort of type of communication. So obviously they don't know that I'm sitting here this person right here like but I still feel like a part of it I had never thought about like soulmates or like this soul existence through like something like this but like by being fans of them we're contributing to their dreams and I know that they say this in a speech somewhere else too they hope that their dreams become our dreams and vice versa and I'm like getting it all mixed up and we could talk about it in a second but yeah like they're we're contributing to their just like that mother soulmate is helping you become the person that you need to do to fulfill your your destiny or your time here on earth or a legacy. We're contributing to them 
fulfilling a legacy and we're on that journey with them. And it's like almost like you feel like you've been hand chosen to be and you're honored to be with such great people who are so mindful and caring about what they do to just be a part of that, even to witness it and to help them achieve that is like very much in honor to do, if that makes sense. I'm crying. So (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, yes, I feel 100% the same way. So I want to, I want to talk a little bit about uh, J-Hope gets up initially to accept the award. He literally, uh, he's his name. He's He's the hope. He's always smiling. You rarely see him mad. You rarely see him sad. He often comments that if he was in certain situations where maybe Jimin cried or Junka cried, that he wouldn't have cried in those situations. He doesn't seem like he's as emotional as some of the other members. Um, as far as like maybe showing them in public, he can kind of keep it together a little bit better. He gets the award and he starts talking. He actually starts off, even though he's smiling, he says how he worried a lot. He says, I think that in my desire to show you the best side of myself and the side of me that does not make mistakes, every time before I come up on stage, I practice really hard and my heart has twists and turns. He says, really, this award this year, I would have cried if I would have received this award. And I cried even if I had not received this award. And then he says, because I suffered so much and because I had received so much love for you all, I wanted to make sure to return the love to you truly. I truly thank you. And our members who are with me at this very moment, I want to say that I'm so thankful. Thank you. I love you. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like Molly said, J-Hope is the smiling one. And actually, I feel like I can really relate to that because I feel like I can be that way too. I'm just like, so I'm getting emotional too. I knew this, <laughs> I knew this episode was going to be like tears galore. So we're just like, oh gosh. Sometimes when I like see people, I've, I've just closed in another episode or two that um, my mom recently died, but like I can seem fine. And, you know, for the most part, I am fine for what it is. And like, I can smile and everything, but like, you know, that doesn't mean that you still don't hold these emotions within you. And I think for someone like J-Hope, I think it's really easy to be like, oh, someone like that's just always happy. Mm-hmm. And just because he chooses to show a certain like side or an aspect of positivity, it's like a choice. doesn't mean it's fake or anything. It's just mm-hmm. a choice. But that doesn't mean there's not like more going on beneath the surface. And so for him to like really open up and like let us know like – Someone like him, who's this ball of energy, who is this really amazing performer that we feel like it just comes so easy to, to be like, you know, I get anxious and I get nervous still. And we've been through a lot that always like comes up for me whenever we get out there. It's just something like I just really feel like I personally related to. But obviously seeing the smiley one get emotional is like when you start to like lose it. (laughs) Because you're like, oh my gosh, like this is not a side that we see. We see really a lot of vulnerability from someone like RM a lot. And we see a lot of vulnerability from like maybe like Jimin we don't see it from J-Hope. So we yeah. already started off on like a very emotional, <laughs> <laughs> emotional road. 
And and actually, Jimin at first kept it together. He usually, you know, at the Japan Awards, he broke down a little bit and he got a little emotional. And I don't just seeing J-Hope start to cry. Just really, <laughs> I immediately started crying because like we said, we don't ever see him cry. But then Jimin steps up to the mic. He alludes to some things and that we'll talk about here in a minute. But he says... You know, this year there were some events uh, that were a little hard. We dealt with them. We came together. We talked about them. You know, there's so many people behind us. And then he's like, when did we get this many people that were behind us? He says, it was because of such thoughts. Even if it's a little hard, we could gather strength and be happy. And I really wanted to deliver my thanks to you. And truly, I wanted to receive this award again here. As we always say, the fact that you have pride in us is in turn our pride. And so next year we'll show you even better sides of ourselves (laughs) again. But then this was really cute. Um, He turned back and looked at RM when he said that and RM kind of nods at him and then he, he turns back and then he says, and that's how we're going to return our thanks to you. So yeah, that actually makes me really excited for their next era and their new music coming up because Jimin like turned back to RM when he's saying this and RM nods and he's like, yep, we're going to show you better sides of ourselves. And that's how we're going to return our thanks to you is by making good music and, and putting all this stuff out for you and showing you who we really are and being our true selves. And can we just talk about like, this was a pretty deep speech for Jimin, even though he mm-hmm. wasn't like crying. He's so cute and everything, but you can tell like in his V lives and stuff that he's not like a super articulate person. Like he maybe expresses himself more through like, like dance and through his like body. I know this sounds so weird, but like, (laughs) but you know what I mean? Rather than words, but he is actually very like articulate with this and like pretty deep about like expressing like more than just like, thank you army and da 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 Like, and we'll just try to do better. It's like, oh no, like we did go through you know, hardships and stuff. I did want to take a moment to talk about this. We'll do better next time thing. This just shows like just how, and this could be a Korean thing too, but like how humble they are. Mm-hmm. Like this is not something any artist in the United States would say. No. Especially no. after winning an award. When you win artist of the year, you don't say I'll do better. They're almost saying it like, they lost like okay well next year I'll do better and uh, we'll we'll get it together it's like no I mean honestly you guys did so wonderful that's why you're winning this award you don't need to do better because you did so well and you're here but of course that's not how they think about it and you know they're perfectionists and perfectionists don't see things that way they see things as like what's next and they see things in terms of like okay there's always room for improvement it seems like all these guys are really high level perfectionists, which is why we're able to get what we get. But sometimes with perfectionism, you don't really stop to really like take in what you've done, what you've accomplished. So when you're getting this award of artist of the year and you're saying like, you know, next year we'll do better. And like, we'll repay you back. It's like, you've already <laughs> paid us right. with so many amazing things. Like I have some more to say, but I'm going to let, I, I want to say it with the, what they say later on. So so then V, sweet V, this this speech was actually uh, really deep for V as well. He starts off by thanking their families and thanking their parents. And he says um, to the people who raised us, thank you. He says, we can't believe that we're able to receive this award. And 
again, that, that's how humble they are, that they weren't even expecting this, that they're like, I can't believe we won this award again. We're so thankful to win this award again. And can I just say, like, okay, here I go off, whatever. But I'm a Taylor Swift fan. We've already established that. But, like, back when Taylor Swift was rising in fame, she was winning a ton of awards. And mm-hmm. a big thing that people criticized her about is, like, oh, here comes Taylor Swift again pretending that she's surprised that she won another award. Because every time she'd go up and she'd be, like, so shocked. Like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I won, you know, and people like kind of hated her for it. Because <laughs> you knew you won. No one else even comes close. However, that being said, I feel like these guys are like so humble that I think sometimes they still really are like surprised and still just like genuinely taken aback. Like, again, they might be like, oh, it's likely that we might win, but still like, oh my gosh, right. like, look at it, we won. Right. And so it's just really nice to see that genuine humbleness. And and you can just see it in their emotion and their faces. And V, this whole time he's speaking, he he's tearing up and he actually says, We'll work hard to become artists to live up to this award's name, Artists of the Year. It's like, wait, so what have you been doing up until now? <laughs> like you guys, you guys are just are perfect already. I don't know how you can get better and how you can work harder, but they're gonna try. And then this is one of my favorite lines. He says, even if I die and I come back to life, army are a truly replaceable gift to us. So I want to talk about this because, okay, there's a couple of things. Here I go again. We're reading translations. And this is where I really want to learn Korean because I want to have, when you know a language and you can listen to it and people's native language, you get a different type of context. You understand like their emotion, inflection and everything. And we've been reading translations and everybody kind of translates this line in particular a little differently. And so that's, you have to kind of figure out what it means. But I thought this line really stood out to me when I was watching it. And like Molly said, it said, there's different ways that people have said it. Like it says, if I could be born again, armies would be a precious gift to me. Um, If I died and came back or, you know, if I died. I saw saw a translation that said something about um, reincarnation. And so it's all been translated a little different. So it just really depends. But what I took it to mean is like, it kind of goes with what I was saying before about like the soulmates, like even if I were to live this life differently or again, I feel like we'd be together. Mm-hmm. Like we're on this journey together and I feel like I'm so thankful that we're in each other's lives in this way. Yeah. That's how I saw it too. And, and that's why I thought that was really deep. Yeah. <laughs> as well. Cause he doesn't, he doesn't speak from the heart often. Um, I know, you know, in some of their Run BTS episodes, they have to write letters to each other or to themselves or write a poem or something. And when he does, it's actually very thoughtful. He's not the one to start the deep conversation. Like in uh, in Bon Voyage, RM and Jimin have a little like friendship trip. They all kind of pair off and those two go to dinner together And both of them just are like, let's have a deep conversation. And they both want to just sit there and have a drink and have a deep conversation. And I don't think V is that kind of person to to initiate that. I think he has a huge heart. And when he wants to express what he's trying to say, then he he actually has some really profound things to say. I'm getting so emotional. Like, I'm... (laughs) 
watching in the background and I'm seeing them get all teary eyed Mm -hmm. and I'm getting teary eyed because like I said again, like I just get so thankful that they entered my life when they did. And I don't think it's by mistake. And like when he said that line, I think the thing that made this speech like so emotional too is like they seem so cool on the surface always, you know, Mm -hmm. we don't get to see this side. So I think I can only imagine what it's like for them to live their lives and from their point of view and what they get to experience. And it's so different. I'm sure they, it's just so different. Right. But they don't really get time to let it like really soak in. It's so fast. Like we've even said, just having a podcast covering BTS is really hard to manage Mm -hmm. and they live their lives as BTS. So when you're going, 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 you don't have time to process. And I feel like, this moment and just hearing like the words that like RM was saying earlier and then to go here now to be like, wait a minute, let's really be in this moment for a second. We're here where we never really, really thought we could be like, not really like we're the group that's getting all these awards and we're just these guys. What makes us like different? We're just these normal guys, but like here we are accepting it. And I feel like normally like to keep yourself together just in life, you can't really like think about like what is your impact? Like Molly and I, we're doing this podcast. We don't really know how many people like listen to it regularly, (laughs) you know, but if we sat and thought about like, oh my gosh, this person and this person and they're listening to, you know, that's overwhelming. And so I think in order to keep going, you don't like really let it sink in. But this was a moment that they really showed us of like, oh my gosh, I just can't believe this. Like, this is our lives. This is happening. Like, this is more than we ever imagined. Mm -hmm. And like, that's when I think they were getting extra sentimental and also saying these things about like, we don't really get to tell you guys this. Like, we say thank you, but you guys don't understand. It's not enough. Like, for us, you don't understand. It's not enough. Like, thank you it doesn't express it. And Mm -hmm. so that's why I like his line. Like, even if I die and come back to life, army are truly irreplaceable gifts to us. Like we'll remember you in this life and beyond that kind of starts to get to what our relationship means to them. And it's nice to hear because again, we're millions strong millions deep in this experience. And like somehow it still feels like a very intimate experience with them, which is like amazing to feel so close to these guys and so many other people feel this way. But like, that's why I think it's like that special sauce of like, it's something a little bit deeper than just a boy band. Right. (laughs) I like special sauce. (laughs) (laughs) It is. And, and what I found endearing too, is after V uh, sugar got up to speak. Sugar's not (laughs) very emotional either. And he wasn't in this, but it was great because it's like he was keeping it together for everyone else. But once again, he thanks everyone for the award. And he says, um, in my translation that I have to army who are always watching us, you gave us this award and with you in mind, we'll work harder. It's like, come on, sugar. Like (laughs) we know everyone's already said we're going to work harder (laughs) and he just keeps going. Can I just, this is a commentary on America. I love America, so I'm not trying to always be like, oh, here's where we whatever. But this is an area that we probably can use some work on. We think that we work hard. (laughs) 
but sometimes we don't, mm-hmm. you know, for instance, when I first saw BTS and their dance moves and stuff, I was like, oh my gosh, like nobody's coming close to like the precision, the amount of work that these guys are putting in. They're putting in effort. I remember like not trying to get, like, if you like One Direction, that's great. I, I like them too. I like their music and stuff like that. I wasn't like a super huge fan, but like casually I was a fan, right? But I'd see some footage from like their live performances and I'm just like, I would compare them to NSYNC because this is before I knew about BTS, but I compare them to NSYNC and I'm like, you know, they're not doing anything. NSYNC would like put on a show. They would mm-hmm. dance. They would give us that. Here's One Direction just standing on the stage, like texting people as they're like at a concert. Like it just felt like very much like, oh, I'm here another day, another concert. Like fans felt like felt like a burden. And it's just such a mindset of like, not only do they work super hard, but they feel like honored to like have the position to work hard and they feel like we can work even harder. Like there's something embedded in the Korean culture that I hope to maybe understand a little bit more. Like maybe they're just like a society of perfectionists, right? but that doesn't really happen here. And that's not to say that there aren't people who don't work super hard here, who don't like aren't perfectionists. I'm not saying that. Not not even. And yeah, it's definitely a cultural thing. But it's so cute. And Suga thanks their parents again. And then this is what made me so happy in this part. Yep. Um, He says how 2018 was such a great year and how happy he was. And it was so obvious because we've talked about in the last few how Suga has been like so cheesing and he's been so happy and he's been like basically J-Hope in all of these <laughs> award shows. He's been so happy and his gummy smile has just been so evident in all of these award shows. And he says, I wondered if I could be this happy in life. And yeah. it's so great to see them, to know that he's happy and that they're achieving the things that they wanted to achieve. And that there's, but it's so cute that they're, well, he in general is amazed that, he could be as happy as he is. And then he goes on to say he'll make uh, next year even more wonderful and, and a happier year. Um, yeah, you focus on the line that stood out for me with Sugar too. The fact that he like is genuinely happy. And of course, we only get to see like, again, what they decide to show us and they're a right. well-oiled machine. So we're like, Oh, he seems happy. I mean, sometimes he's grumpy, but grumpy is different than like overall being happy. But we know from the past that he struggled with like depression and he struggled Mm -hmm. with maybe even wanting to be in the group and, you know, self-confidence, things like that. So the fact that he can come up and say, guys, like, thank you for helping me to have one of the best years of my life to I didn't even know happy like happiness like this was even possible possible. Again, they're dropping these little sentences of depth on us that are like just that express the whole world. And coming from him, it's a lot. It is. And uh, I'm going to get emotional, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's really refreshing to see because there's a lot of people that struggle with depression, that struggle with these thoughts that they've had. And they're so real about it and they're so open about it. And to see that he is happy and to know the struggles that he's had in the past just makes me hopeful for myself and for other people who have struggled with depression and with, you know, not loving themselves and to know that that happiness is possible and it gives me hope and they give, you know, they give me hope and just to hear that and to know that 
he's come so far. It's just made me so happy just to see, I don't know, just to see his reaction to it. And like his reaction really kind of goes hand in hand with um, what comes up next with Jen. So I, I have some things we have a lot to say about it, but yeah, I don't know if I'm going to make it through this. Uh, <laughs> so Jen comes up to the mic, the last few award shows, he started Ami, he said how they say it, and he gets really excited. <laughs> and this one, he he says it, but not quite as exciting. They're all kind of already emotional from everyone else's speeches. And Jen's the last one to come up to speak. And he immediately talks about earlier this year. And he goes in to say that they were mentally having a hard time. He says they had actually considered disbanding as a group. He continues and says that they got a hold of themselves and they were able to, you know, achieve all these great results. And that it was a relief that they did decide to stay together. They had such such success after deciding to stay together. And he just goes on to say, like, how thankful that he is for the members and for ARMY and for us loving him and for ARMY loving them. But when when he says that they we're thinking about disbanding. V loses it. V is one that also I, he's he's not always that emotional or that deep. And to see him lose it like that, it was really, really difficult. That whole thing was really difficult for me because even though he says the one line, all he says is we consider disbanding. And then he just continues. He's like, but we didn't. And we're here now. And this is what happened. That's all anyone could focus on and all that I could focus on all I could think of was if they would have disbanded before I knew about them what my life would be like oh uh, what my life would be like right now and you know Eric has been open about her struggles and she's definitely gone through a lot more than I have I went through a really difficult breakup um, of a seven-year relationship there was a huge portion of my life that I thought was settled, that I was going to get married and have kids. And and I had this whole life, basically, that I lost. I, um, I have a big heart and I love love. And to lose that when you're not expecting it really can mess you up. I don't even want to think about what my life would be right now and where my mind would be and where my focus would be if BTS would not have come into my life at that moment. And I agree with Erica on the the whole soulmate concept that I think she's my soulmate and that, (laughs) and that BTS as a whole also are my soulmates. And they help me give my life purpose. They don't give my life purpose. They help me give my life purpose. And there's things that have come into place in my life that I feel are right and are supposed to be where my my path is supposed to go. And it's all because of them. And if they would have disbanded and they wouldn't have been around before I was able to find them, I don't want to know what state I would be in right now, what state my mind would be in. That's the kind of impact that they have. And that's what I want them to know is that, you know, some people might say, oh, it's just a band. It's just a group. But to me, it's not. To me, they are what makes me happy. 
to listen to them and to know their message and to know who they are as people. They have changed my life and I want them to know that and to know that they have such a huge impact on just one person because of who they are and that they change lives every day and that they've changed my life and have made me a better person and have made my life better. Thankfully, they extended their contract. They didn't disband and we're where we are right now and we're able to do this and talk to you guys and and to talk about BTS all the time and you know to have this podcast and our friendship um and it's all because of them yeah I think there's like so much to unpack just like we said there is one or two statements in each one of these guys speeches that you know really hit home obviously Jin saying that they were considering really not continuing forward um, is obviously the big statement. And there's so much I want to say regarding this. So hopefully I can get my thoughts together. But for one, I'm glad that he actually just said it. Yep. Because the other guys were saying like, oh, we struggled and whatever. And so when you hear that, you're like, oh, you know, okay, like maybe they had a really hard schedule or maybe Uh they struggled with learning dance moves like you don't know it puts like specificity to to their struggles it's not just like oh we had a hard time it's oh it was so hard we didn't want to keep going right and that is like jarring to us because again they always have such like a happy humble cool demeanor that is looking like they're loving and enjoying life and a statement like this lets us really have a peek in in a way that we never really did and so like we get to see more of like oh man what is going on behind the scenes not like in terms of like anything bad but like it's just there's more to what we is produced and what Mm -hmm. we see and the way that they all began to get emotional at that moment just goes to show like they've been through some stuff And even, like, just emotionally dynamics and, like, obviously they came through to the conclusion that, like, no, we should continue together. You know, I think that is ultimately a good thing, at least for someone like Suga, like I said, connecting that back, that he didn't think that it was possible for him to be even this happy. Mm -hmm. So, like, they got through it and there was, like, a rainbow at the end of this, like, struggle. Right. The other thing I wanted to say in regards to this is, like, I'm glad he mentioned it because those words, like Molly said, like kind of like really like took my breath away. If you went on Twitter, you could see the (laughs) fandom was freaking out. (laughs) Armies were freaking out. And I think it's one of those things. The reason it's good is that I think we all were sort of taking it for granted, even with them signing the contract and everything. Obviously, they probably signed it after they went through this whole big debate of, like, should we keep going? But the fact that it was a debate and we didn't know that. And I think it's easy to look and be like, you're the most successful you've ever been. You guys have reached the pinnacle. You've reached the top. You've gone further than any other K-pop boy band group has ever gone. And why would you give that up? But we don't know what it takes. To hear them actually say it and to be vulnerable with us helps us to realize, like, we've been taking it sort of for granted. If it ended today, I would be devastated, but I'd also be thankful. I'm grateful for any of the time that I've had with them. I'm grateful that I've gotten to be exposed to like their music and who they are. 
you can't really be like upset because they keep giving us like so much of themselves. Like Molly said, I'm so glad they decided to keep going. And when I saw V crying and really breaking down when Jin said that, it hit me as like, he was probably thinking like, man, what if we hadn't? Like, what if you don't go through that rough patch and see to the other side? There are so many things that they would have missed out on. So many dreams and moments and things they've accomplished that were unfathomable to them that they got to do. And they would never have gotten to that moment. And I really think that's kind of like back to what Molly was saying about sugar and depression. Like when you're depressed, you don't see an outcome. You can't really like see how things get better. It's just like, this is horrible. This is bad. It's never going to end. Yeah. And that's what makes it so hard to get through. But then they're through it now. At least that's what it seems like. And I think they are because I think you feel open about sharing about stuff like this when you are through it. And it's like, wow, like there's so many rewards and there's so much beauty that comes through this through just getting through it and finding a way to make it work and to make it last. And like someone like Suga, like we said, like he's so happy and they're so happy and thankful, but you can't get to what you really want without walking through that pain point. I I think you can just take it as encouragement and hope if you're going through a struggle. And that's why I'm also thankful that they opened up about this because it puts a realness to a struggle rather than saying like, oh, I struggle with something. Well, when Molly and I mentioned like, oh yeah, like we struggle, it's like, okay. But then it's like, okay, I had a mom die of cancer. She had a seven year relationship, like break up, you know, then it like puts like a real tangibility onto a struggle. It helps when you see that people are overcoming or have overcome Mm -hmm. those rough points and it gives you hope. For the future. And I know that's something that they want to give. And you can't really give hope without going through a struggle. You know, it's it's empty without that. So there's a depth to anything that they do and make and their connection with us as fans. Because now they're being vulnerable and it's coming from not a generic place, but a place of like where we can really kind of understand them more and let them know that we're here with them. And something I was just thinking about. There were um, some reaction videos and things, and one of the girl groups was watching their speech and got really emotional. And at the end of it, they all hugged. And it makes you think, like, have they gone through something similar or, or any of these other groups going through something similar? And it, it it puts a realness on the whole thing. And we glamorize, especially in the States, like we glamorize celebrity and being famous and doing all this stuff. Um, Mental health is a huge thing. It's just now becoming where people are opening up about it and their struggles. And before people didn't open up about it in the States, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't prudent to their careers. So they would struggle in silence. And that's when you get people hurting themselves and doing all these things and ending their careers earlier, doing stupid things, getting addicted to drugs and alcohol because they're trying to hide it. And so BTS being so global and being open about it and saying, look, we had, and, and Jin didn't say like we had hardships. He said we were mentally struggling as a group 
and we considered disbanding, putting a realness to a group like BTS, who's so global, to know that they struggle just like I do. They have issues just like I do. They came through it. And that gives us hope, gives me hope that there is a light on the other side. And hopefully that gives anyone else hope who is listening. If, if you're going through any kind of problem, it gets better. It can get better. We're a family and we can get through this together and we're all here for each other. And as Erica was saying, you know, maybe we were too hard on them or we we were taking them for granted. And they're just seven guys. They're not they're not gods, <laughs> however much they might seem like it. They're human. We need to remember that and we need to know that they do this for us and we need to give to them as much as they have given to us. Yeah, like I can't imagine what the pressure is like. And even with like going back to what J-Hope was saying, like I get nervous and you're like, oh, wow, I forget that. Like maybe they get nervous. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're anxious. Maybe they're wondering, is this performance going to live up to the last one? You know, but we don't really think about that because we don't think about them as human because again, they're just so excellent. Anytime we see them, it's just like so amazing. So you're like, oh, well then they're just born like that. You know, (laughs) they're just... They just get it. And like I said, it was actually kind of hitting home for me with someone like Jin. When I was watching more and more in the videos of him, I'm like, I know he's not a natural dancer. So he has to be putting in so much work. Mm -hmm. And that's hard that we don't see that. We don't we see the results, results and fruits of their labor. But we don't know the struggles that they have to overcome in order to get there what sort of treadmill conveyor belt that they're put on right that doesn't stop and like I said just the pressure like yes they're breaking barriers they're you know making history in many ways but at the same time that doesn't mean that doesn't come with being a normal person in this crazy position and feeling the weight of the world or at least your country on your shoulders yeah and the bigger they get the more pressure there is and And I feel like they considered all of this before some of the stuff even happened to them, you know, before some of this controversy, before, you know, a lot of the stuff that good and bad that's that's gone on in their lives, they considered this. So we we saw a little bit in the Burn the Stage movie of what they go through on tour behind the stage, but that's just, you know, preparing for a tour. And we don't see the hours and hours that they put in just for, for every day to, to make their recordings, to make their albums, the writing that they do. You know, they write most of their songs, or at least co-write most of their songs. Sugar and RM produce their songs, or, you know, co-produce their songs. It's not just like, okay, we, we dance a little bit, we sing a little bit, and then here's a finished product. Like, they put, like, 24 hours a day <laughs> work every single day into this. Gotta say it, the blood, sweat, and tear that they put into what they do I'm still not over it. It still kind of hurts my heart that that they were going through that. And I just hope that as a fandom and as a group, we can all come together, that they don't have to go through that struggle again. We don't have to go through that struggle, that we're, as a fandom, are there for each other, that we're there for them, and that they know that we're there for them. Um, Because every single day, every moment of their lives, they show us that they're there for us. Yeah. And to be at this level, no matter how great you think someone is, like, 
it's a struggle. I think we just have to remember constantly that like, what would it be like if we were in their shoes? And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people think, oh, then I'd be famous. I got money. I'd be whatever. <laughs> but there's a lot of sacrifice that comes with having a career like this. They're sacrificing time with their family and friends. They're sacrificing maybe being in relationships. Um, you know, they're coming into that time of their life in their 20s and stuff where like a lot of people start forming like those bonds that maybe you'll have with a lifelong companion, you know, and you might have to really sacrifice even the ability to start building or have experience before you get to be like, what, 37. And then it's like, okay, now I can go on my first date. Like, you know, (laughs) (laughs) that's a sacrifice in itself. And, you know, sacrificing sleep, sacrificing freedom, sacrificing interacting in the world in a normal way. You can't just go and get your own groceries. You can't just go outside. You can't, you know, there's so much sacrifice that comes here. And I think they're starting to realize like for them, the choice is that it's worth it. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it's hard to know that. And when you're in it and it's a hard moment and it's like you're at the brink and you're pushing and you don't know what you have left in you and you feel like it's all been taken and you have nothing left in reserve, then you're like, maybe this should be the end because I have gotten nothing left to give. And to know that they have were at those points and yet still delivered on everything that we saw, still kept going and everything is like kind of amazing to think about. You put it very poetically (laughs) thanks so yeah it's like where do you go from here where does bts go from here in terms of the fandom they're still like freaking out um (laughs) because (laughs) after i think bts wanted to kind of like comfort the fans by like posting on twitter and posting like some messages but i think that just made people more scared When they were just like, you know, even if we aren't together, we're happy for. And people are like, even if we aren't, wait a minute, hold on. (laughs) This sounds like a breakup. (laughs) They did sign the contract. They did sign on for seven more years. So, you know, we do have more time with them. So, like, that's what's thankful. That's what we're thankful for. Seven more years of BTS. Yeah. And, like, I think this is a message in the end of this, like, era, this first, like, seven years or whatever, this first, like, kind of whatever to not take it for granted you know like this is not something that like is may be around all the time it may not even last for seven years you know they still have the military thing or they might make different decisions or they might not be as popular you never know like the tide can turn for anybody for instance like taylor swift (laughs) um but she was a person who was at the very top in the united states of america and then like she kind of was due to some circumstances like not the most popular person or liked person and yeah she's still successful don't get me wrong you never know and so as much as they're so busy and everything like that and we're thankful that they're giving us such amazing performances with this gin thing uh they must be like really pushing it out and and maybe that was a choice maybe after something like this they're like okay we could try to get Jin to look like he's tap dancing on the moon (laughs) or We can give him a handkerchief and tell him to walk three steps and then turn the camera to somebody else. And, you know, they're probably learning to make better choices about stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Like maybe there are some things that we just have to like chill out on so that we survive as opposed to like constantly adding, 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 adding. Mm -hmm. So 
I know we said we weren't going to talk about it here, but I'm wondering how like splitting resources between the other group is going to go too, um, with the yeah. new group. And like, is it like, oh, we're trusting BTS to be better on their own or, you know, you know what I mean? Like, right. I don't know. That'll be a new set of stressors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that'll definitely be something we keep keep an eye on. That that could be another factor in BTS's success or non-success in the coming years. If this new group, if Bang PD really is kind of the glue behind it all, and it's not just this magical unicorn creation of these seven guys, this new group comes up and they're like, they, they debut and everyone's like, oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. We don't know what's going to happen. And I think maybe BTS is starting to realize that as well and they're like also it was the end of their love yourself era too and i think they learned a lot about themselves through this whole era and really truly did start to learn to love themselves again and so it's probably really emotional for them to kind of end that i'm excited to see where they're going and what the next era holds for us me too you know we put this kind of off for a couple of days or a few days because one it was a lot it was a lot to take in and to process as you saw like we knew it was going to be very emotional to talk about but we got through it (laughs) we did we got through it and now we can look forward to doing even better in our next podcast (laughs) yes we will bring you better content in the future (laughs) we will do better for you but really we will (laughs) we're trying we're new at this know that we're thankful for any of you guys who listen to us (laughs) yeah especially if you got to this point thank you uh yes if you're on which this will be episode 14 and you made it this far thank you so much we love you (laughs) we really really do so we were thinking Okay, too soon. I was going to say, we were thinking of disbanding, but <laughs> too soon. Too in, the soon. Same, in the same episode, like, really, Erica? Um, <laughs> no, but we weren't. Um, but, yeah, we love it. We love you guys. We love BTS. They're, all, they're our soulmates and your soulmates, too, if you feel the same way. And, hey, maybe you guys are our soulmates, too. Like, we don't know who you are yet, but some of you we do. Maybe we're all meant to be in each other's lives. And that's so happy to think about, right? It is. I do. I want to end on a positive because it's been kind of emotional. Um, They really have brought so much joy lately into my life. And, you know, Erica and I were already friends before this, but we're in different parts of the country. And this is such a great way for us to keep in touch with each other. And we talked about how long distance friendships can be really hard. And this is, they've, allowed us to keep in touch and to to keep our friendship intact and I've made new friends from all over the world because of this podcast and because of BTS we never would have started this podcast if it weren't for them and I never would have been able to talk with some of you that I've been able to talk with and and you never would have been in my life I live in a small town in Texas and that's not something people think about is, oh, I could have friends in other countries that I talk to on a daily basis. It just doesn't really happen. And because of BTS, it's brought me that and it's brought me great joy and new friendships. And 
I really, really hope it'll bring me more, bring us more, and that we can meet some of you guys in the future and have a long-lasting lifetime friendship and relationship with you guys, and all because of BTS, and that just makes me hopeful and happy for the future. Yes, so thank you, BTS, if you're listening, and we so hope that at least one of you is. Thank you so much for what you do, and um, we're open to meeting you any place, anytime. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So just contact us, BTS. Um, As per usual, why say no when you can say B, T, yes. See you next time. Peace.